We are beginning a new Mishnah on Ein Ches Amabay 78b. The Mishnah is continuing our discussion of those who are not allowed to marry into Kahal Hashem, into the congregation of Hashem. And so who is this referring to? The Mishnah says, Mamzerim v'nesinim asurin v'isurin isra'olam echad zacharim v'echad nekevos. The Mishnah says that Mamzerim, children who come from a forbidden relationship, uh, the way we paskin, the way we hold in the end is, if it's from a, a prohibition, which is a severe prohibition of karis, a punishment of karis, of an early death. Um, so those children, so they are mamzerim, and then for all future generations they are mamzerim, and they are not allowed to marry most uh, Jews. They're not allowed to marry most Jews. They can marry other mamzerim, they can marry a few other people, but they cannot marry most Jews. And also nesinim, nesinim we will see, Nesinim is a very specific group of people. These were a group of people who uh, attempted a conversion. They sort of tricked Yoshua, Joshua, into converting at the time when Joshua was conquering the land of Israel. Uh, and so they, they attempted a conversion. And so they also are not allowed to marry into the Jewish people. We will see that this is a big discussion, if this is a biblical prohibition, or perhaps it's not a biblical prohibition, but it was a decree by Yehoshua, by Joshua. Uh, but either way, they're not allowed to marry into the Jewish people. And it's for all future descendants, says the Mishnah. And uh, this applies both to men and to women. They're allowed to convert the Nisinim, but in terms of, and they did convert, so it's definitely possible that the conversion was a good conversion, uh, but they're not allowed to marry most Jews. Okay, the Gemara first discusses the Mamzerus issue, the Mamzer issue. Amar Ishlakish, Ishlakish says, Mamzeres la'achar asara doros mutaros. That a mamzeres, a, a woman who is a mamzer, so then at, <laughs> following 10 generations, if there is a woman who is, who is after the 10th generation, they have a daughter, so then she is allowed to marry into the, the kahal Hashem, into the congregation of Hashem. They could marry most Jews. Why? Where does this come from? Yelaf asir asiri me'amoni umoavi. We learn this out from Ammon and Moab. The verse says, a little bit of background to that, when it comes to Ammon and Moab, we pointed out that they you're not allowed to marry all future descendants from them. If it's women, you're allowed to. That's an exception. But if it's men, so then you're not allowed to marry for all future generations. The verse there says, Lo yavo Ammon and They cannot enter into the Kal Hashem, into the congregation of Hashem. Even the 10th generation... Even the 10th generation, they should not enter into the congregation of Hashem. Ad Olam, they add the words, Ad Olam, for all future generations, not just until the 10th generation, but for all future generations. However, when it comes to a mamzer, the verse says something very similar, but it leaves out the last two words. It leaves out Ad Olam. It says, a mamzer shouldn't enter into the congregation of Hashem. Even the 10th generation shouldn't enter. But it doesn't have the extra words, Ad Olam, until all future generations generations. Why not? So the Gemara wants to say, we'll get to that in a minute, but the Gemara wants to say that we compare a Mamzer to Ammon and Moab. Uh, there's a certain comparison here uh, that, well, even before the Gemara, there's already a comparison to Ammon and Moab to tell us that just like by Ammon and Moab, it lasts forever, so too when it comes to a mamzer lasts forever. It doesn't end by the 10th generation. We see from Amun Amav, anybody who descends from Amun Amav, it lasts 
for all future generations, provided that it's a male and not a female, which is a separate issue, but for a mamzer too, it would last for all future generations. That is uh, something that we learn from uh, from Amunamov to the situation of a mamzer. That is that is clear. Everybody agrees to that, and it's because they have a similar uh, phrase in both verses, in both psukim. It says, Dor Asiri, uh, to teach you that we can compare one area of law to the other. So we can make such a comparison. That is fine. The Gemara now says, well, once we're learning from Amun and Moab, says Reish Lakish, so then it should have the same rules as Amun and Moab, at least for whatever we're learning out from. We're learning the idea that it doesn't just apply to the first 10 gener- generations. It applies for all future generations. So when it comes to the first 10 generations, everybody agrees. It applies both, when it comes to a mamzer, it applies both to a male and a female. A male and female mamzer cannot enter into Kalashem. But beyond 10 generations, when it comes to a mamzer, that is not explicit in the Torah. That is learnt out uh, from Ammon and Moab. That's something that we learn out from, uh, we're able to learn it out from Ammon and Moab because they use similar language. So then if beyond the 10th generation, it's learned out from Ammon and Moab, so then the rules, says Rish Lakish, should apply the same way that applies to Ammon and Moab. And by Ammon and Moab, it only applies to the men and not to the women. So too, when it comes to Mamzer, after the 10th generation, not before, but after the 10th generation, we should say it only applies to men and not to women. Because when it comes to the first 10 generations, that's not learned out from Ammon and Moab. That's the explicit verse. That's what the Torah says. But after the 10th generation, so for that, we can learn out from Ammon and Moab to say that it only applies to men and not to the women. That is the position of Rish Lakish. He says... Just like over there, by Amun and Moab, the women are allowed. So too over here, after the 10th generation, it should be allowed. The Gemara says, Why don't we say this for right away, even before the 10th generation? So we say, no. It's, uh, it can't be, because the whole Gzereshava, the whole way that we learn from one area of law to the other, only begins by the 10th generation. So that, that, that's clear. So the Gemara now asks, well, wait a minute, this goes against our Mishnah. If you remember in our Mishnah, with the Mishnah that we started off with, it says it applies both to men and to women. The prohibition for a mamzer, it applies both to a male mamzer and to a female mamzer. And, and the Mishnah doesn't say it's only up to the 10th generation. It seems to be forever. So the Gemara answers, no. Lo kasha. There's a dispute here. They say that there's a dispute here. This is a dispute which applies throughout the Talmud. Whenever we learn from a different area of law, when we have this principle called the Gzereshava, we have two words that are similar in the Torah, and we have a tradition that we could then extrapolate certain aspects of the law from one area to the other, like what we're doing here. We're learning from Amun and Moab to a mamzer to say that it applies not just for 10 generations, but it applies for all future generations, for all future descendants. Once we are learning that out, so then the question becomes, well, do we now say that the rules are the, the rules moving forward are based off of that first area of law that we're taking the principles from? Or do we say that, no, there's only that one unique aspect that we're learning from, but we find a way to fit it into the new area of law, but the new area of law, i.e. mamzer, meaning what it's being learned out to, uh, it still attains its own uh, own laws, whatever we understood beforehand. It has its own laws. So basically, 
Once we're learning from Amun and Moab, do we say that we learn all the laws, however way it's applicable, from Amun and Moab to Mamzer? Or do we say that, no, whatever that particular law was, so that applies to Mamzer, but not everything else? Meaning as follows, that if we say that we learn everything from Amun and Moab, so then after the 10th generation, we learn from Amun and Moab, it applies for all future generations, also for a Mamzer. From Amun and Moab to the Mamzer situation. That is, uh, that is a given. So now do we say also, like Rish Lakish, to say that we're also going to learn out all the other aspects that could apply to Mamzer, i.e., after the 10th generation, we'll say that women are allowed to marry, just like Amun and Moab. We're learning it from Amun and Moab, so the laws of Amun and Moab now extend to the laws of Mamzer, at least with regards to after the 10th generation, to say that women are allowed. If they're a Mamzer, who's a female, after the 10th generation, she could marry into Kahal Hashem, into the congregation of Hashem. Or do we say that no? It was just with regards to one area, with regards to the fact that it's not just limited to the 10th generation. It applies for all future generations. We learn that from Amun and Moab, to Mamzer. But with regards to other areas of law, i.e. whether women are allowed to marry into Kala Hashem, so that we're not learning out from Amun Amoav. That That is something separate and that's not being extended to a Mamzer situation. So that itself is a dispute. That is a major dispute which we find in the Talmud in many places. And so too over here, our Mishnah follows the position to say that uh, we're only learning from Amun Amoav to teach us that for a Mamzer it applies for all future generations, but nothing else not, not about whether women are allowed. We, we can't learn out that women are, are allowed. Women are not allowed because, just like for the first generation generations, women were not allowed, women, mamzerim, were not allowed to marry into the Jewish people, so too after the 10th generation. Whereas like this argues, fine. So the Gemara now says, Sha'alu es Rabbi Eliezer. They asked Rabbi Eliezer, before we even get to Rabbi Eliezer, just one, one more point. In the end of the day, the Torah does not say Ad olam, for all future generations, when it comes to a mamzer. It does say it by Amun and Moav. Amun and Moav, it says, up to, it says you cannot, they cannot marry into the congregation of Hashem until the 10th generation, and beyond. It doesn't say and beyond by mamzer. We have to learn it out from Amun and Moav. The question is why? Why do we have to learn it out from Amun and Moav? What's the point? So there's a beautiful answer, uh, which, I, which I saw, which says that the reason why it doesn't say Ad olam is because the truth is that we will not have mamzerim, a different passage in the Talmud says, we will not have mamzerim in the days of Mashiach. We will get rid of the status of a mamzer during the days of Mashiach. So we cannot use the phrase, Ad Olam. it's true, it applies for all future generations. It does apply for all future generations. But it cannot use the phrase, Ad Olam, for all of eternity, because it's not true. In the end of the day, once Mashiach comes, so then there won't be any more mamzerim. They will not have the status of a mamzer. And so therefore, that's why when it comes to Amun Moab, it could say Ad Olam for all of eternity. But it cannot use that language by a mamzer. And so therefore, it, it leaves it out. And therefore, we have to learn from Amun Moab to teach us that a mamzer applies for all future generations up until Mashiach comes. Okay. Says the Gemara. Sha'alu es Rabbi Eliezer. They asked Rabbi Eliezer this very question. What do you hold, Rabbi Eliezer? Mamzeres la'achar asara daryamahu. After the 10th generation. If there's a female, there's a woman who is a mamzer, is she allowed to marry into the congregation of Hashem? So Rebbe doesn't really answer the question. He just responds by saying, Amr Lam, he says to them, slow down a second. He says that, I have not found even a third generation mamzer. What kind of question are you asking me? I have not found a third generation mamzer, says Rebbe 
Why not? There is a principle here. Rabbi Lezer and Ravuna, they both say that this is this principle, that because a mamzer is in such a difficult scenario, and they cannot marry into the congregation of Hashem, and in order for them, in essence, to have a bigger opportunity to get married, they would have to violate the Torah and marry into the Kaal Hashem, into the congregation of Hashem. So Hashem made it that they would not, uh, they would not live, that they would die at a point where they wouldn't, they wouldn't violate this Torah commandment. That somebody who's a mamzer, they, they, they wouldn't live. Hashem would make sure that they, they wouldn't live uh, to the point where they, to the point where they, they would be getting married. That is what these opinions hold. Gemara says, we'll, we'll qualify this. You have to wait one second. We're going to qualify this. But Gemara asks on this opinion that who, how could you say this? Our Mishnah says that it applies forever. A Mamzer and all of his descendants forever. The fact that the Mishnah says it seems to imply that it, it, there are situations where Mamzerim have children and they have many descendants and many generations of children. It says it lasts forever. So how do you explain this? So Gemara explains as follows. I heard the following from If we know for sure that the person's a mamzer, he will live. He will live because everybody knows it's public knowledge that he's a mamzer or she's a mamzeres. So then they will live. Why? Because they won't they won't marry into the kalashim. Everybody knows they'll marry another mamzer. They'll marry other people they can marry. They won't marry into the kalashem. Fine. If nobody knows about it, if it's not public knowledge. So then Hashem will make sure that uh, they do not live, so that they do not marry somebody. Nobody knows that he's a mamzer. The children will be mamzer and will cause lots of problems. Uh, they'll be violating Torah prohibitions. It'll cause lots and lots of problems. The children don't know that they're mamzerim, but they really are mamzerim. And so therefore Hashem will make sure that they pass away at, an, at a point where they won't, won't be getting married, so that it doesn't cause all these problems, because then the children, the grandchildren, they don't even realize they're mamzerim, they really are mamzerim, they can't get married. It'll cause many problems. That is category number two. Um, if some people know about it, other people don't know about it, it's unclear how many people really know about it, so that's when we say that they can live up until the third generation. Once up until the third generation, so then people will can still remember, at least a, a certain group of people will remember that the person's a mamzer. Once, you, once you're past the third generation, people start forgetting about it. And that's when we have a concern. If people start forgetting about it, and the moms are now married into, uh, into the Kala Hashem, and then the children are moms there, and that's going to cause major problems, and then, then Hashem is going to make sure that uh, the person passes away before they get married. There is one more line here, and then we will stop. There was somebody who was a moms there who lived in the neighborhood of Rabbi Ami. And nobody knew that he was a mamzer. So Rabbi, what do you do? He made a public announcement to say this person is a mamzer. And Bachi v'azil, he started to cry. The mamzer started to cry. Why are you announcing this in public that, that I'm a mamzer? So He says, he responds back by saying, I just gave you life. You'll be able to live a long life because when people know about it, we just pointed out, if people know about it, if it's public knowledge, so then... Everybody knows, so it's fine. Hashem will make sure they live because they'll marry another mamzer. Everybody knows about it. It won't lead uh, to, to problematic situations. If nobody knows about it, so then they won't leave, won't live because Hashem will make sure that they die before they 
get married and people don't know that they're a mamzer. Uh, so, so by announcing, by publicizing that the person's a mamzer, that helped the person out. It helped the person out to live for longer. And so that's why he made such an announcement. Okay, that is the end of this Gemara, which discusses the mamzer issue of our Mishnah. The next part of the Gemara, it's a fascinating, discusses the history of David Amalek, King David, and his announcement to say that you're not allowed to marry into the Nesinim, this group of people who converted. And we will discuss that in the next recording, as that is the next case of our Mishnah.